1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I am going to bring in my girl Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening?
0: I'm so good, Derek. How are you?
1: Hot. Hot. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It, it's been up in the hundreds here. So. Same,
0: same here yeah. in Florida. Feel yep. that.
1: Next, we have got joining us, Micah. Micah, how's it going? Doing
2: good. I'm also hot. The heat has been killing me.
1: Mm-hmm. And from the Pacific Northwest, who I'm guessing has not been 100 degrees, we have got Sam. <laughs> Sam hey, guys. Please don't brag.
3: Uh, no, it's been like too cold here. It's been like in the 60s. I'm like freezing.
2: Okay. Oh, i so
1: so
3: jealous.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, I'm, no. I'm willing uh, to uh, Sorry, we're dropping. S- yeah,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no. it's honestly, it's been like, yeah, it's been, it's been cold in the mornings and the night here. I know that sounds crazy to you guys, but we're like, uh-huh. we're like begging for summer to start here. It's really like, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. We're, I'll we we have not had you
4: some of our summer. Yeah, yeah you can, can
3: you send me some sunshine. No, I'll be. <laughs>
4: I'll actually be in New
3: York next week so I I don't know if I should be looking forward to the weather or not because I know it's like 80 degrees there I think right now and oh, which wow. is good I think that's good but I but the humidity and the mosquitoes I'm not looking forward to that's such an east coast thing you know on the west yeah. coast we have very little very little mosquitoes very little humidity but yeah I'm happy to be with you guys tonight
1: yeah. And my wife is actually down in Southern California right now. And it's like 67 there. And I just want to.
3: <laughs> <I laughs> yeah. Don't like hitting,
1: I don't like smacking women, but that's just one of those. No. <laughs>
3: well, I, listen, I'm going to be down in, in Anaheim in uh, in a couple of weeks. I know you're going to be in Anaheim going, before I I'm am. Going down,
1: I'm going down Friday.
3: Yeah. yeah, you're going to be. That's right. You're going this weekend. And we did our show uh, for those who have, didn't watch. We have a video of the show we did it where myself and Gina and Pete, the, the, the three Disneyland experts, um, gave lots of advice and tidbits to Derek, the Disney World expert, because he has never been to, the, or, to yeah. Walt's Original Park, you guys. It's crazy. Ah. Yeah. I'm actually the- wearing my Disneyland shirt today. I you uh, see that. Yeah, and in honor, wanna... really, of Marvel, because we can't, you know, you guys can't get Marvel stuff down at Disney World.
1: <laughs> Wah. No, <laughs> but, um, for those of you who want an update on how my planning is going, tune in tomorrow at this time, and I will be letting you guys know kind of what my plans are. Oh, cool. See what, you No, know, I did decide on a hotel for that night, so... Give you guys a little bit of an update tomorrow. But anyway, back to the Plus Platoon side of this. We've got Steve joining us tonight. Hey, Steve. And hopefully several other, other of you on there. If you guys are wanting to look for comments, please go over to Facebook. Our YouTube comment section is still not working properly. So please go over to Facebook and comment on there.
3: Yeah. And I see, Derek, you are wearing your Plus Platoon shirt today. I need to compliment you on it. It looks excellent. Very sharp.
1: Thank you. Uh, and if any of you guys want one, there is a link both on our Facebook page and on PlusPlatoon.com. They are available on TeePublic, which I believe is having a 35% off sale now. And if not, and if they're not, wait like two days and they will. <laughs> so, uh, and we got ryan with us hey ryan, hey, ryan. Glad, to, glad to see you on here but we are ready kate for the rather abbreviated disney plus yeah. news
3: this is yeah. short compared
1: to the last few weeks kate
3: it's <laughs> true
0: welcome everybody to the disney plus news all right first of all obi-wan kenobi will be showing all six episodes in select theaters on june 22nd the I release date cool. the last episode. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. It's going to be like a long
3: movie. It's gonna be yeah. great.
1: Long movie.
3: Yeah, but just, you know what? I think it'll go quick. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they're doing that with this series when they haven't done that with any of the previous. Like, they didn't do it with Boba Fett or Mandalorian. And I will or, say you
1: know? their viewership numbers have been much higher with this series.
3: Oh, so maybe that's so, what they're... And let's yeah. face
1: it. For the Star Wars people, they don't really have much coming out anytime soon as far as movies concerned. That's true. I mean, they've Lots got Light TV Year, shows. They've got Lightyear coming out Friday, which is the Buzz Lightyear origin story from Pixar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they've got um, Love and, uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder coming out in July, but there's no Star Wars coming out. For anytime soon, so I can understand why they're doing this. Plus, mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's running at select theaters, which means that they probably didn't have to pay a ton to get it distributed.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So, all right. And last but not least, there are also talks of a season two of Obi Wan, but it will likely not be for a while based on the upcoming release schedule. So, yeah, Star Wars has. Bad.
1: Yeah, they got a lot of stuff coming out, but again never let it be said that Disney doesn't know how to milk a franchise for all it's worth.
3: Absolutely. True. If that oh. cow has milk, they will milk it. Seriously. <laughs> I I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see if they do something where they have another jump in time. Right. Cause right now where I would like-, like
1: to see that. Yeah, like we're, what, 10 that.
3: years? We're 10 years yeah. after um, episode three. And so it could be, you know, sometime in between now and episode four. I don't think they'll, I, you're not going to butt up to episode four.
1: I would love to see something actually almost like coexisting with Rogue One. Something right before New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um. What was he doing? How much was he actually keeping an eye on Luke? Because there's no way he was out there randomly when Luke was out out and about getting killed, getting hit by the sand people. At least, so yeah. I, I don't. Especially now, knowing what we know, we know that could not have been random. So. Yeah.
3: We just can't get him too old, though, right? Because then he, because he still oh, has they've got,
1: to. They've got gray hair stuff.
3: No, I know. But we've got you and McGregor. And then there's a different actor, obviously, in A New Hope that plays Obi-Wan. So we need him to. You could, to be, you could get close.
1: You could get close. I don't know. Um, now, speaking. I guess of they could do some
3: a, CGI stuff. So <laughs> hmm.
1: speaking of milking a franchise for all that it is worth. We've got the new Marvel show. We've got Miss Marvel's premiered today. Um, guys, we're going to try doing this a little bit different today. We're actually going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the actual content of the show. So, um, yeah, still love your comments, still love to know what you think, but be looking for after the show for, you know, let us know how you felt actually about this show. So with that, Sam, just yeah. shifted over to you. There was a lot of very positive cultural representation in this.
3: Absolutely. This is one of the first times we're seeing a South Asian hero um, in, I'm not going to just say in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in sort of Disney uh, shows in general. This is kind of a big deal. Um, It's not just that she is um, you know, South Asian, but she's Pakistani and she's Muslim. I mean, we see a lot of the time we see, um, Indian characters in TV shows and movies. Uh, it's not that often that we see Pakistani characters. And when we see Pakistani Muslims in a lot of shows, I hate to say this, but we often see them as villains. Right. And now we've got a hero, uh, a brand new hero um, with you know nods to her culture but when she's putting on the cuff, and that's the cuff that gives her the you know these powers, uh, these superpowers. So we we know we're going to hear some some more about uh, these superpowers, perhaps being passed down in her family and sort of ancestral. Um, we saw her family members speaking Urdu. Um, we saw them talking about Allah. We saw them you know clearly a. a a devout Muslim family, um, who has, um, who is, you know, a little bit more conservative in their upbringing of their daughter and how their daughter's trying to rebel a little bit. Um, and how her brother kind of is trying to help her and help her navigate the cultural differences in her family. I, I thought it was wonderful. You know, we don't see a lot of, uh, or we haven't seen a lot of different cultural representation, Um, The MCU is doing, I think, a very good job of that. But I think in general, in TV and movies, we just don't see enough of it. And so it's nice to see Disney uh, doing that. And and it's not just, I guess, the, the other part about it. It's not like they're just doing it out of nowhere, right? It's in the comics, in the Marvel comics. And the Marvel comics are also known for being much better than a lot of other sort of mainstream media for being multicultural, for representing people from all walks of life, from different, um, you know, ethnicities, religions, all that kind of stuff. So it's really nice that this is not even, it's not totally brand new. It's really taking from the comics and putting it on the big screen. Also, of course, as we talked about last week, nice to see just a young, you know, a young hero, a teenage hero dealing with all the things that teenagers deal with. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I I think we'll see more of it probably throughout the show, but I think it's going to be focused a lot on the clash I think between her parents and what they want, in particular, her mother and what her mother wants uh, versus what uh, Kamala wants. Um, you know. So I think it's it's uh, it's really nice. The only the only other famous Kamala who says it different is Kamala Harris, our vice president. So <laughs> different, slightly different pronunciation, uh, also from South Asian background, but Indian background uh, versus a Pakistani background. Yeah. Anything to, oh, you know, there's a couple other things I forgot, which is that the, I believe the director is also a South Asian woman. I think some of the writers also have South Asian backgrounds. It's a very diverse uh, production staff and writing staff, um, which is also nice to see, of course.
2: And that's part of what makes it, uh, so authentic. It's not just a, you know, here we're going to slap this person in to be our, our representation, but it's actually authentic uh, representation, which is really nice. And you talked about the, the mother back and forth, uh, with her. And I think one of her lines that I don't think many people picked up on is the, are you going to be good like we taught you or are you going to be cosmic at the end? And I think that is going to set up sort of the, the movement forward. Uh, that line is, going to be brought back again i'm pretty sure
1: and then her line of totally cosmic yes (laughs) i love
3: that yeah
1: and not only is she representing a pakistani she was the actress was actually born in pakistan
4: um oh Oh, i didn't know that yeah Yeah. she was born in
1: uh make y'all feel old she was born in 2002 so she's actually so she's 19, feels like 16, playing a 16-year-old, which to me is the way to do it rather than the other way, although we'll get to Obi-Wan later. But um, yeah, she was, and now she lives, family lives in Canada, but she was actually born in Karachi, Pakistan. So
2: she's the perfect choice because she's representing a a total fangirl and she herself is a total fangirl. And hearing her talk about the show is like listening to Kamala talk about superheroes. It's just like they picked so well for her character.
3: Totally. She was yeah, I loved in the we talked a little bit about the preview for the show last week and I loved how they interviewed her and and how she came. You know, she showed a picture of the costume that she had made when she was, you know, a a preteen or early teen years um, of her dressed as as Captain Marvel. um, Miss Marvel. or Sorry, as Miss Marvel, Marvel. not Captain Marvel. But she's like, yeah, she's a huge fangirl. And that's just awesome. Awesome.
4: And it works. It, her innocence and her excitement, I'm so glad that they released that um, preview before the show because that made I went into this um, exactly what Micah was talking about, knowing that she was a fangirl, knowing that she is she's very knowledgeable in the MCU. So watching like one of my favorite parts of this entire episode was the the beginning montage. Was having her her narrate that and shit like so good. So Micah nailed it when he said, like, they cast a fangirl and she, I believed her the entire time. I believed her. So,
1: although, is there anyone else that got di- very diary of a wimpy kid vibes from some of the art throughout this whole thing? So, and and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but that's just what it reminded me of was the different arts through the diary of a wimpy kid.
3: Yeah. A little bit. I, I loved the art actually. And, and um, we could talk about that more a little later on in our discussion, but yeah, a little bit of that diary of a wimpy kid feel.
4: Mm-hmm. I will add in um, just on a little bit of a side note how much um, I, I do appreciate the cultural rep- representation and how they showed this family that that very much valued tradition and and culture and like kind of by the book. But then also the dad covered himself in green paint to be the Hulk. Like to me, because I feel like a lot of times, especially um, that culture is viewed. And I would say the Asian culture is also viewed this way, that it's like rigid. By the book, no fun is had, and to me, this showed that while yes, they have tradition and they have rules, that they also have a fun, playful side, and that made it very like, oh, like oh, I like this a lot when the when the dad when the mom pulled out the Hulk costume that she made, and then the dad busts through the door. I mean. I just couldn't help but laugh. So I I loved that part. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you
3: wanted to cry at her reaction, though, right?
4: Sob at her <laughs> reaction.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I will also say, though, they talked about the different representations, how the son is very rigid, always praying, always. And the dad's going was it? it was either the dad or mom that said, one can pray too much. The dad, the dad, the dad. It was the dad. So, and the whole—you you don't really have to check your mirrors; just pretend like you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. no. I always check my mirrors every fifteen seconds. Yeah.
4: As a girl As who almost failed her driver's test, I feel this.
1: So.
2: <laughs> well, and the great but, thing about representation of this is it's a authentic family that shows it's not. It there are the people who are taking their faith super, super, super seriously. And then there's those that are taking it seriously in a different way. And I I like that representation and that their culture isn't just all just strict um like you you already said right it's I, not a
3: monolith right yeah, i mean it, that's not there's not one way to be a muslim there's not one way to be pakistani right there's there is a range of what uh, people practice and how they live and and you see that even in that microcosm of one family absolutely
2: And that's one of the things that happened a lot in the comics is this real humanizing of a of a whole group of people we haven't seen. And people were concerned, is that going to carry through with the show? And after this first episode, it's like, wow, yep, it is definitely going to carry through. And I think that's something that's going to keep a lot of fans very, very happy.
1: Now, okay, so that'll keep a lot of fans very, very happy. What has made a lot of fans very, very unhappy... Is her powers in this. And Micah, I'm going to leave this one definitely to you. These are completely different than they are in the comics. So if can you talk a little bit about how they are in the comics versus how we're seeing her so far on screen?
2: Yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> this is one of those conflicts that, uh, the fans, um, almost didn't want to watch the show because of, um, in the, the, the comics, she can morph her body into all different ways. Uh, the one that most people would, uh, sort of lean towards is either Elastigirl, uh, in the, oh, what are they called? Incredibles. The Incredibles, definitely. Yes. Um, Similar to that, or um, like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. And I think part of their thinking was they, they are going to have a Mr. Fantastic, hopefully at some point with the Fantastic Four, and a lot of the visual things that they're going to do for him, um, they want to save it for him and not have another character take it. The other thing is fans have seen those on the comics. it's It's okay to do that stretchy thing. But what they found from watching, like people watching it, they get grossed out and almost sick to their stomach, which I've never experienced that, but that's sort of the, what Marvel has said. So this power set is been one of those things that a lot of us fans have been going, Ooh, how is this going to work? What are they going to do? Um, are they going to change her origin story from being an inhuman to something else? And the new power set of this hard light. Is just so totally different, but yet we see some uh, nods to what happened in the past. Her first use of the the powers in the comics was to stretch out her arm and rescue a woman from the, actually, it's the same, it's the same girl, but rescued her from a river, which I found it funny that they uh, said that she was the one who had fallen in multiple times into that river. But it's that same thing when she drops off the hammer the stretching out of the arm. And then in the, the final scene, we see it straight from the comics. Um, but that's sort of the, we're still going to be able to do the same kind of things of her extended limbs with these new powers. Um, the piece that I and I I was talking with you guys earlier about that. I I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that. I really liked with the the old comics of her doing it is when she first comes and is rescuing someone. She looks like Carol Danvers, like a uh, captain Marvel tall, thin blonde. And in part of her story, learning to know I can look like, myself like a brown girl from jersey city it, that's part of her story which i don't know that we will quite see that with the new power set but i really liked with the old one so i'm curious to see how they do that it's okay to look the way you do and that was a big part of the comics
1: yeah
3: Wasn't there a different, well, there's also a different origin story, right? Of how she gets that, those powers. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about, I I read a little bit about it, but I I have not read the comics, so I don't really necessarily get it. There's some kind of mist or something.
2: Yeah. The Terrigen mist.
3: Okay. Yeah. So there's some mist and I know it's in agents of shield, right? But they're like ignoring agents of shield in the MCU is what I was reading. So, um, but there I know
1: agents of shield,
3: right. There was exactly. Thank you, Jedi mind tricks were playing here. Um, but why do why do you think they did that it, not not ignoring agents of shield? But why do you think we were not seeing her get her powers from from the mist? And instead, it's the powers are from the cuff? The one thing i'm my I'm questioning is, are the powers now still in the cuff or have they been imbued in her? Right. So if she's not wearing the cuff, will she still have those powers? We don't know yet. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they, they refer to it as a bangle, I think is what the, the bracelety thing. is. Um, so I'm curious to see, and I think this next episode is going to really dive into uh, talking a lot more about her powers and her figuring it out. Um, there's actually two shows that the MCU had originally said this is, canon and now are sort of going ooh because they didn't go well Um, the first three episodes uh, the first three seasons of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. worked really well and then they started getting ahead of the movies and then suddenly and
3: then they jumped the shark
2: right so they threw them out but they also did an Inhumans series which bombed very very badly now it's interesting that they have brought um,
4: can confirm have watched
2: yeah i i like what what was that what was that it it was the inhuman story which the
3: i literally have never even heard of it
2: (laughs) it's not
4: good
3: there
2: there were like three actors that people are like they did a good job the rest of it the writing was horrible Um, so bad so there's this well we went down the inhuman route with two shows and it bombed and i think they're trying to steer away from that um with the ter- so the way that it's going to link i think coming forward is looking at some of the the future movies um with uh, uh secret invasion is going to be a lot with two space races the oh, which will be- me- which,
1: which will be a series not a movie oh series yes that's a series
2: yeah but i think also will link to the marvels which will be a movie right correct um in that the there's two space races that are sort of always at war, and it's the Cree and the Scrolls, who we've seen before. Um, and the Cree are the ones who have experimented with humans, and that's where the inhumans come from with the Terrigen Mist. Her original origin story is the Terrigen Mist gets uh released over most of the planet. And um, that really was picked up in agents of shield. And it was actually mirroring what was happening in the comics at the time. Um, And that was a large part of the plot there. And they're trying to not have agents of shield. So they're trying to go a different direction in that um, though, when she puts on the bangle and there was that rolling of the hard light across her body and then her falling back into that, that realm, people are saying, could that be the new way of doing the Terrigen Mist? Um, And is it that it's triggering her powers? And what happened when the Terrigen Mist comes is they were sort of in a cocoon, and then they break out of it, and often they've been changed to look different, or they have a different power set. So for her, it's a power set. So we don't know, and I think it's going to be the interesting thing of, it would be a great scene of, you know, the the bangle gets knocked off of her and can she still do it or not? Um, so I think we'll see a scene like that,
3: yeah. hopefully. I'm really curious about that question. And
1: yeah. when will we find it? Because if you look at how the mother reacted to her with that bangle, she yes. knows what the grandmother had the powers and the mother might have the powers. And now she's seen it with the daughter.
3: Well, so- and does the mother have powers because the mother can get. Food ready, real, real fast.
1: Under ten like a so Mom.
2: That's just yeah, mom. I feel like.
3: Well, I feel like the mother might have like dash type powers. When I say dash, I mean like the Incredibles. Incredibles. Right? So, okay. yeah, I, I'm thinking the mom has some kind of dash type powers. I, I don't, you know, that's my prediction.
2: Well, okay. and the Inhuman genes were passed down from generation to generation, and if go. they weren't triggered, um, uh, yeah they don't they don't manifest. Right. Um, so maybe the
3: bangle doesn't give her the powers, maybe the it bangle just triggers. triggered the power.
2: Right, right. And interesting. They the technology, I think I might be jumping ahead a little bit. Um the technology for that, I think was recognized in the show in the the final scene uh with the cop um who we saw in um Spider-Man who yeah, we'll come back to that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we'll come back
1: to. We'll come back to that here in our next section, which we'll be talking about, guys, okay, we've got all these people, but we haven't seen really a bad guy yet. Um, and for those of you who have, have watched it but did not stick around for the credits, there was a mid-credits scene. So, and which is crucial to this part, as far as who is the villain. And I'm going to kind of leave this one off because I think there are really three very, very viable options for this. The first one of this is a person known as either Birdman or The Inventor or Edison. In that opening montage, there was a very definite picture of a cockatoo. You know, the white bird with the crest. And that is basically the top half of how the Birdman was drawn. And it had question marks and exclamation points and big arrows pointing to it. So, I think
3: and this is all direct from the comics, right?
1: Direct from the comics. He was yeah. her first villain, basically. The first yeah.
2: main villain, yeah, that runs yeah. for multiple comics.
1: Right. Um, also, when Kamala and Bruno are sitting on the roof, and Micah, did you ever check? Is his name Bruno in the comics?
2: Yes, they, it is.
1: Okay. So, Otherwise, Disney made a terrible name choice. But, right? Yeah. It came we before.
3: Because we don't talk about Bruno.
1: Yeah. Um, but when they're sitting on the roof, The big sign behind them is Edison Electric. So it's the Edison Electric building that they're in. I think that there are very... And one of the big first plots of his was controlling teens, especially Bruno's brother. On this, so Bruno's brother in the comics in episode in comic three or four, one of the two, Bruno's brother actually is under control. Comes in, robs the convenience store that Bruno works at, and Miss Marvel comes in and stops it.
3: But we don't even know if he has a brother yet. In fact, I don't think he does because he just lives with like a grandmother or something.
2: Well, we haven't. We haven't. We don't know. We um, don't know. Yeah. We've been told we that he seen, doesn't have were, family, but that right. is probably parents. Um yeah. we haven't heard about the brother yet. Yeah.
3: Interesting. I yeah. wonder if he's going to no. have a brother. Because he hey. lives with his like Nona or something.
4: Well, I just I have a question for Micah. Micah, are we missing? And I guess this is this was kind of true in Moon Knight. I almost said white night. Uh in Moon Knight, but do you feel like as because I know I've I've only read sorry there's a storm here and that thunder just scared me we're doing oh my God, that
3: was really loud <laughs> we could hear it we could hear right. it wow
4: um anyway oh my gosh that made my heart jump <laughs> um uh do you feel like the only comic books I've really read were um part of the Captain America ones um and Do you feel like we're missing a lot of Easter eggs by not reading the actual comic books?
1: But okay, but Micah, are those Easter eggs actually important that we're missing?
2: I think one of the things with this show is um, my wife and daughter. My daughter's 16 doesn't necessarily get into Marvel much at all. would not have touched Moon Knight at all. Um. Even if I paid her to, um, both of them watched sort of over my shoulder. Fell in love with this show. Um, I think the power of some of how Marvel is doing stuff, and they've been doing this from the very beginning, is they have those Easter eggs in there for the the people like me who know I mean, so much of it. Fans. And they also do a really good job of bringing. The new person in. Um, they often talk about it as the, they want to draw in the girlfriend. You know, you've got the, the fan guy who's like me, who's been reading since the nineties. They come along with their girlfriend who's coming along for the date, but you know, doesn't really like the movie and gets drawn in because of the, the humor and that they actually create relatable characters. And that's one of the ways DC has sort of failed with their superhero characters.
3: 100%. 100%. DC has like, you, I feel like you have to be like a hardcore fan to really enjoy them because they're just like telling the comic book story and they're not like adding any humor. They're not, there's no other like you don't care about the characters unless you cared about them from the comics. Like it's a very different universe. I completely agree with you there. I, I would say I think the villain, um, that hasn't been mentioned though, are these two. Uh, I they're. Uh, these and, two people in the that end is an credit an scene. Excellent
1: segue. Yeah. <laughs> to Micah. Micah, yeah. tell me about those two people in that end scene.
2: So the one of them we've seen before. The guy was the cop who was, um, uh, yeah, uh, last seen um, interviewing uh, Spider Man and his uh, his friends when Spider Man was what Peter Parker was arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that we've been saying with him actually go back to oh boy, now I'm gonna forget which movie it is. Uh, which is the one where you think it's, um, oh, now I'm losing names, Black Guy with a Patch, Nick Fury. Nick you Fury, think it's yeah. Nick Fury? Oh, that that I guess is in Spider Man where you think it's Nick Fury the yeah. whole time and it's actually and it's a, a scroll, scroll, yeah. And one of the things that they whoa, talk whoa, whoa, about, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: what.
3: This isn't Spider-Man.
1: It's Spider-Man. Oh, Derek hasn't Wait, watched which Spider-Man. Which one? No Way Home? No Way Home. So no, you're, no you're telling me it. I need to watch that now? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, probably.
3: you don't have to. You're not going to. You don't have to. You're not. Well,
1: like, huh. I'll know it, after episode two how this detective stuff goes, whether I really need to go watch it or not.
2: Right. One, the, the line that he says is that there are Cree sleeper cells, which that is the, the inhumans in a way. So that could be her grandmother might have been one of these Cree sleeper cells and it's passed on. So far from home
1: is Nick Fury as a scroll.
2: Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the right one.
1: So not the not the no way home. Right. Far from home the most recent one or not.
2: So it's not the most recent one. It's the one before The one before. before? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's oh yeah it's the
3: one it's the one with um jake gyllenhaal yeah yeah yep that's it the second
1: one homer (laughs) hickams (laughs) in marvel what huh there's a throwback for (laughs) you
3: yeah yeah jake gyllenhaal when he when he plays that other hero character i'll just say that for no spoilers for people who haven't seen it
2: (laughs) cool so going back to those two cops, just real quickly, the last thing I'll say with them, when the female cop, and I don't think they've named her yet, or at least I missed that, she I says, Oh, have. I uh, haven't seen a power set like this yet. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the male cop's face, it's like, Ooh, it looks like he has. So it's this, mm. is he yeah. a scroll? And that would make sense with what happened in Spider-Man
1: and, or is he a Cree?
2: Oh, could be. I think he would be more excited. I don't know the way.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's got be to be Cree because he's probably hunting. Mysterio,
1: but no. Yes,
3: Mysterio. Thank you. No, Mysterio <laughs> was Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Thank you, Ow. Pete. I couldn't think of the name. No, but I, I think more likely. I'm with you, Micah. I think if he's going, if he's an alien undercover, then he's gonna be, he's gonna be a scroll.
1: Yeah, because and because he's, he's hunting Cree. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he could just be a bad guy from S.H.I.E.L.D., basically, right? Sort of the reincarnation of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Hydra or whatever you want to call it now, right? He doesn't even have to be he, he doesn't have to be an alien. He could just be a human and still be a villain. Let me just say that. I actually because my first instinct when seeing those two officers, I was like, "Ooh, they're the new Hydra people. That was what I was thinking. I wasn't going. I, I, my brain did not go to alien land.
2: So I forget what the new agency's called that they work with, but I think there's yeah. links to sword. Sword, well, it's sword, but no, they but what's on the, their It's the defense of yeah. Oh. It's like
3: it's like yeah. the defense of the dark arts or something. <laughs> I know I'm in a different.
1: <laughs> oh. Defense under Marvel bad guys. Dama. Right. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs>
4: that was funny. That was funny. I See, can't re- remember I the name. It was- I'll be really honest, I watched this episode um, really trying to get a feel for her and her character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about a villain. I wasn't... I it, No one jumped out at me to be like, ooh, I bet they're the bad guy. Like... No one. So and that's wild to me because usually there's always somebody who you're like, ooh, look at you.
1: Not always poster. in the not always in the not, first episode. Yeah, we Not did, always we in didn't, the first episode.
4: And we didn't know
3: in um I wanna bring us back to uh to okay, Captain hey, America. Yeah, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Captain America and Winter Soldier, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is what it was called at the very end, right? Hey, jump to the end.
1: Hey, you know, spoilers, come on.
3: (laughs) Spoilers, (laughs) but Falcon and Winter Soldier, we didn't know who the villain was for a couple of episodes, actually, and then we had multiple villains, right? I was thinking, and Pete says this in the comments, he had no clue at all who the villain was. I felt the same way throughout the whole show until we got to that credit scene. Once we got to that credit scene, I was like, oh, they're the villain or they are a part of the agency that will be our villain, right? Well, um, okay. But I think, but I think Derek's prediction about this other Edison, you know, cockatoo,
1: <laughs> sword sounds really silly. But there's a there's there's a third there's, there's a third another one? option. Yeah, okay. there is a third option. The yeah. third option is actually a gentleman called Cameron K M R A N. I'm guessing Cameron. Um. Interesting. He is in the comics. He is another inhuman. He has powers. Um, we are he's totally doing lucky. spoilers here. Yeah. He is into the same thing. She is. He's Muslim. He is parental approved dating material.
2: And that, that's how he starts is he is yes. the love interest and yeah. sort of sets up this triangle where Bruno wants to be the love interest. But this other guy is. And yeah. boy, if this comes out, we've really spoiled it for a lot of
1: people. Yeah. And he is working actually for, okay, massive spoilers coming. He's working for Lineage, which is a gangster who wants Kamala to help take over the cap, the inhumans capital city. Okay? It's already been confirmed that he is on the show. I'm
4: going been... right to kick you right in the shin. <laughs> I'm going to kick you right in the shin. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick you. I'm a kick
1: you. <laughs> Gotta get on a plane first, Kate. So. I'm a
4: kick
0: you.
1: <laughs> oh wait. So, wait. I'm I heading there in July. Um this this
2: third one <laughs> I think is probably for me the one that I think is I'm hoping they go there. And I um I actually think that the two cops are gonna be sort of like her parents in that she doesn't want to be a a bad girl. She wants to um be what they expect and the, the cops are going to have their expectations of her. Her parents are going to have her, their expectations and it's her trying not to be rebellious, trying to be a good girl and yet trying to also be a superhero in the mm-hmm. midst of it. And I, I I kind of hope that they take it that way because yeah. it's a lot more of the figuring out who she is and they're not really bad, but they will sometimes go against her. I
3: so I looked it up at who they are. So they are Cleary and Deaver. Cleary is the man who questioned Peter Parker in Spider-Man No Way Home. And Deaver is the woman. And they are from the U.S. Department of Damage Control. I love it. I think the name is just classic. I didn't I think I I'm just looking it up on a on a recap. And I actually love the one who's playing. Uh, Cleary, and I mentioned this in our pre-show conversation, but he would, played the lawyer in the show, Inventing Anna, that came out on Netflix not too long ago, and uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Derek, I, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I
1: don't have money I mean? for Netflix, so... <laughs> so, Okay. Well, we've kind of dived into a little bit of the the deeper stuff. Kate, I'm going to kind of go to you. What other observations do you have about this episode? What did you like? What, what else did you like? Ah. What else didn't you like?
4: So one of the things that I loved was how they shot this video or this video, this episode. Um, I loved the cinematography aspects of it. I loved one of my other favorite parts is when they're having the text conversation. Uh, her and Bruno is that it's Bruno, right? Yes, so good. Yes. Yeah, and when he's walking, and the 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 emoji is on the concrete, and then it's in the sign, and like that to me was so good. Instead of having just a little bubble pop up with something, or it scrolled up and it was like a a billboard, and all it said was dot dot dot, and I was like that. That's so good. Like, I literally just sat and watched and I was like, that, the shooting of that and the the um, development of that I thought was brilliant. Um, I, again, we already said this, love how this actress portrays this character. I have a feeling she is not having to act a lot. I have a feeling that a <laughs> lot of it is just her. Um, At least
1: on this episode. Yes. Yeah. Being the fangirl. Yeah.
4: Yes. Um, Micah, I like what you said about this being a possible different version of Terra Genesis and have how that like encompassed her body and then broke away or whatever. Um, as someone who has been watching all of the Marvel TV shows, I know all about Terra Genesis. (laughs) Um but I hadn't thought about it that way, so I like that a lot. I I'm very excited to see where this goes. I don't know where this will go, and I'm excited to see where it goes. That's me.
1: Micah?
2: Well, just one other thing that we haven't talked about at all, but I think has a connection to Moon Knight and also to um, uh, Black Panther, is when she falls backwards into when she first gets the bingo on and the energy goes across her, and then she falls back in. There's all those people there with the Mm -hmm. glowing eyes. Who are they? Um, I think that is the part that hooked me the most that I'm like, I want to know what that is. And I've read a bunch of fan theories and gone. Yeah, I don't like any of those. But yeah, is that her relatives that this is like all of her her ancestors?
3: ancestors? Maybe.
2: Because we see ancestors like that. And the lighting is the same kind of that purpley color that is. Um, Black both, Panther, right? Well, Black Panther, but then also Moon Knight, we saw that same kind of color yeah. into the oh, what do they call it in um the oververse? Um mm-hmm. and is this another version of that? Um, is this her falling into Terra Genesis? Um, yeah. The other piece that I will note when they when Bruno made her the gloves, um, they are uh, uh, photon gloves. Which mm. at first when I was reading it, I was like, oh, that must be Captain Marvel. It's not. Photon is the the character. There's two names in the comics for her, either um, Spectrum or Photon. It's the um, Rambo. Monica um, Rambo. Yes. Mm. A Monica Rambo character. So this is that nod to her and that Kamala actually knows about her. And I love that. How, how is it that we have this knowledge of what happened and, you know, um, Endgame, how did, how do we know what happened in Endgame? Well,
1: there's a podcast. It was on Ant-Man's podcast. Right. Ant-Man's right, podcast like, is That
2: brilliant. is fantastic. That's a great way to, you know, we we have this knowledge now because Ant-Man's having a podcast and man, I, I want to hear that podcast. I think that'd right? be awesome. So, that
3: would be a great spinoff. They could do They could do some podcast episodes with, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I love that.
2: So those are some of my other observations that really I'm excited to see where they go with.
3: Yeah, I can't believe nobody has mentioned the animated graffiti. Oh my goodness! I mean, I know you mentioned the cockatiel at the beginning of the show, Derek. But the animated graffiti is such—it's it, so cool. Um, Pete mentions in the comic, com, in the comments, excuse me, that it's very much uh, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and and that's a high compliment. I totally agree with you there, Pete. Haven't seen but it. it I, I so I like this better. I'm gonna say, but um, but Scott Pilgrim versus the World does a lot of animated stuff. In a live-action movie, what, okay.
1: Ten seconds. What is Scott Pilgrim versus the World?
3: It's it's where he's fighting his girlfriend's evil ex boyfriends throughout the movie. Okay, isn't is it, it that?
1: Netflix, is it Netflix? Right. Is it a movie? Oh gosh, it,
3: it was a movie, it a movie before. It okay. was a movie okay. before any of the. It's I'm sure it's on one of the service. Okay. but it's. Um, i, just never heard uh, I of haven't it, seen so. yeah i haven't seen it in a long time, but it was a I think it was a graphic novel turned into a movie, and then they did all this animation stuff like like you know how in the comics where somebody gets punched and it goes you know pow right so they would do an animated pow right well, I like this even better because we've got in the background all this stuff happening on walls uh you know on buildings, all this animation happening uh, and some of it is yeah. related to what. There. Uh, there we go yeah thank you it's Pete. a movie
1: basically and it's actually on Peacock
3: okay there you go I knew it had to be on some oh. streaming service but it, but, ex- but the movie came out before there were all these streaming services so it was actually in the movie theater first um, but I love that a lot of the animation that's going on is stuff that they're talking about in conversation so Kamala and Bruno are talking about uh, what is it zombie Iron Man or something like that and then all of a <laughs> sudden you see this zombie Iron Man on the walls of the building behind them I, I, th- I thought this was a great touch it's similar uh to the emojis where they're having that text conversation um you know just the way that they're doing things visually it is really really smart and really really funny and really fun to watch so i i also don't really know where this is going as far as you know who's the villain although i i didn't like that she dropped and left those gloves in the bathroom i wonder if we could have a villain that finds those gloves and uses them for evil but i guess we'll have the to yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to would. wait and see. Well, the other part that intri- that, that intrigued me is, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. is that Bruno is that Bruno is an inventor. Now he is, you know, he is Bruno is a um he's like another Tony Stark, right? With all his gadgets and what he's creating. So I thought that was great. I love that he dressed as dr bruce banner he didn't dress as the hulk to avenger con he dressed as dr bruce banner um but yeah there's just so many great little things that this show has has given us in in one episode you guys i i cannot believe that that was only one episode i know we don't know who's the villain yet i know we don't know exactly where it's going but i feel like we've gotten so much out of just this short in this just short episode Derek.
1: Would totally agree. I think, and my wife mentioned this, this is probably one of the visually most original Marvel series that we've had, mainly because of all the different graffiti and drawings on the screen. Um, I will say, as a high school teacher, I don't need all the teenage angst. Guys, I'm going to... I am truly going to develop my teenage drama show bingo card. Because this had the parents not understanding, the guidance counselor pressuring her while trying to be super over-friendly, the bullies not letting her into her locker, you've got the popular girl trying to steal her thunder, you've got the good friend who is trying to help, you've got the kids getting busted sneaking out, you've got plans not going as scheduled, and let's not forget the member of the opposite sex who is so deep in the friend zone that they'll need a bus if not a plane to get out. So because there is definitely that Bruno likes her and more than just friend likes her. And there was that moment where you thought she might, but it nothing happened, but it's, that was my own, that was my main criticism of it. Now I'm not even going to get started on my Marvel episode one checklist, because this also hit a lot of those boxes, you know, the coming to terms with their powers and all that kind of stuff. It's just one of those where, It hit so many cliches. That was my problem was that's why it wasn't a amazing episode for me. I mean, it was good. It wasn't amazing for for me because they hit so many cliches.
2: But those are the ones that sell and they work. Oh, I know. I know they (laughs) sell and they work.
1: But we'll get to my thoughts on originality within Hollywood here in just a moment. Oh, no. Yeah, as Pete says it was a very cliche origin story so far show me one recently that hasn't been so um, Steve has said he loved it all it exceeded his expectations um, a while ago Pete and guys skier Pete is Pete from the show he just got into Buffalo late so he's been commenting with us uh, feel like he's seen this culture type of cultural story before daughter wants to follow her own path can we say Mulan but like the way it's being told
3: um, um hello little mermaid
1: um, oh everything
3: i mean yeah. <laughs> literally every one with a daughter every movie with a daughter who does something different than her um, parents that's the story
1: <laughs> i right? the one, not so much sleeping beauty
3: well cuz she doesn't really Today. rebel
1: <laughs> no 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 she has a mother and a father Sleeping beauty has a mother and a father.
3: Yeah, yeah, they but they, she doesn't rebel. She gets yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway. But she is one that has a fully functioning, okay, fully alive parental unit. Yeah. Functioning yeah. Eh. But yeah. okay, guys. Um, real quick, what's it gonna take to make this show a success? <laughs> Super fast. What do you wanna see that's gonna make this show successful? Kate, I'm gonna start with you.
4: Keep doing what it's doing. Okay. In my opinion.
1: Uh, sorry, not Pete. Wow, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll take that as a compliment. The other guy
3: without hair. Hey,
1: yeah, yeah. uh, hey. I, I think, hey. <laughs> I think well, how they make
2: this su- success is um, how they continue to um, have the teen drama stuff, but then also do explanations of how this new power set f- fits and where they're going with like the Scroll Cree mm-hmm. conflict, and I think that's those are the stories from the comics that i thought i liked the best and i'd love to see them represented in this show okay
3: yeah all right what will we'll make the show a success is a good villain we need a good villain we haven't really like we talked about we haven't really met or clarified who the villain is if the villain's good the show is going to be a success if the villain's not good the show is going to be a
1: flop and to me it's going to to me it's going to be a flop if they cannot get beyond the stereotype the stereotypical teen angst and marvin origin story stuff they've got to have something new and to me there's going to be what six episodes of this i think six episodes of just the drawings is not going to be enough to make this unique yeah so no but it might still be fun it'll be fun but it's going to get old now speaking of shows that are kind of starting to get old (laughs) we had obi-wan kenobi episode four um,
3: you're killing me Derek you're and
1: killing me. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to you know you know director's choice on this because I'm also producer tonight I'm going to start this one guys this is really getting to be Obi-Wan <laughs>
3: it,
1: it it's obi It's <laughs> 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 and the spit take has been achieved
4: <laughs> wow I was not what I was expecting you to say that, was yeah. good. that almost came through my nose that was good <laughs>
1: Um, they didn't they they could have killed the officer they didn't I think if they kill her it's more suspenseful how he gets out remember in New Hope when they let them get away so they can track him to their secret base yeah we've seen this before that's what they're <laughs> doing in this this is they're really this needs to be done and there really does not need to be another season Kate
4: I like it <laughs> <laughs> But I mean this is my favorite of all the Star Wars shows that we've watched because I find it very easy to follow. I know I know what's going on. I I don't have to have an extensive knowledge of a whole different type of of being and planets and like I
1: or 37 movies or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I Great. just, I,
4: I find it very easy to follow. Um, I love the Lola droid. Same. I love the Lola droid.
1: Which one? The good droid or now the evil droid? We have well, now the evil she's droid, got a red light, light instead of a red light. She's now has a red light, yeah. so she's tracking her.
4: That's what that was!
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: you didn't get that? That was the, the whole point of that whole yeah. thing, Kate. That she's the tracker. Oh! <laughs>
1: Didn't oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, just, Cause, cause Lola is now uh, on the dark confu- side. We totally. Lola now works for the we Empire. totally just
3: saw confused, Kate. Thank you for calling it out. I <laughs> was, thinking, I was like, right.
4: oh, look cute. Even Lola sleeping and is like, I'm <laughs> awake, but I'm asleep like that's oh Like I God. was
3: like, ah. oh, that was literally the most predictable thing about the whole episode. As soon as as soon as the third sister Reva said that there was a her? tracker. No, no, not when she was oh. messing. When she was messing with it, I didn't. Think of it, but as soon as she said that she had a tracker, I was like, "It's a Lola." It's, so she put mad. something on Lola. I was like, so and then we see the the blue uh-huh. light, we see Lola, and we see the red light, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Of course, as Star like,
1: Wars said red is as Pete says. Star right, Wars is red easy. is bad. Red if you have bad. a red
3: lightsaber, you're bad.
1: If you have I'm a blue lightsaber, so you're
4: mad. Bad. <laughs> they messed with my Lola.
3: Yeah, um, green
1: good. Oh, she'll get redeemed. Know, she'll get but, yeah. Did yeah. you all
4: know that Lola was named, I think, after a bird that Carrie Fisher had when she was a kid named Lola? Uh,
3: no, I didn't know that. No. That's a nice little Easter egg. The well, more you know. know.
4: Um, but so, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> squash it. And when she was holding the droid, I was like, okay, I'm not going to say that word. I was like, word that Girl. rhymes with witch. <laughs> Listen, if you do anything to that droid, I'm coming in there and I'm going to I'm going to boop you right on the nose and it's going
3: to hurt. Well,
1: she did. <laughs> she did.
3: Well, but she didn't hurt her, which is what Kate was worried about.
4: I thought she was going to be like, oh, you want this little droid? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought was she like, was going
3: to do that for a second, too. Yeah. <clears throat> So, anyway, Pizza's I don't Lola, even remember what I was saying.
1: Petals in her hair, dress cut down there. I thought, no, I thought Lola was the one that walked like a woman and talked like a man. I thought that was Lola. So, no, she has, <laughs> anyway. ooh,
3: not. sorry, not petals in her hair, yellow ribbons in her the hair.
4: Sorry,
1: okay, I think we're going another in two her completely hair
3: di- and a dress two, cut down to down there. there. We're getting yeah.
1: two completely different Lolas here. I'm doing <laughs> Eric Clapton's Lola. I don't no, know. No, what I y'all
3: know. Are no, you're doing Layla. That's not Lola. That's Layla.
1: Oh, it's Layla. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, we anyway. just jumped the shark on this show, you
1: guys.
4: <laughs> I don't it's even Lola. remember
1: what it's I was saying. On.
3: No, it's Layla. You got it. No, Clapton's me. is
1: Layla, but the song is Lola.
4: What?
3: Hold on. No.
1: Micah, you I'm go. So sorry.
4: We have now gone <laughs> off on a tangent. Obviously, you all just witnessed confused Kate in her prime because hey. I was thinking how happy I was. It's that the Lola from the
1: Kinks. Well. It's Lola from the Kinks. Go look it up.
4: Okay, okay oh I God. believe I you. But, I, but then you said
3: Eric Clapton. I was like, that's not Lola. No, it,
1: it's the Kinks. <laughs> okay. Well, I
2: I had a lot of hope for Obi-Wan, and I have lost interest, and I will watch the next episode because I
1: really so want
3: to... So you're saying you need a new hope, maybe?
1: Yeah, no. We this need <laughs> any hope. We need any hope. This one is. I don't think Obi Wan Kenobi was her only hope because if this is what Obi Wan Kenobi was, Help there was me, no hope.
2: Yeah, I I have found this show so slow, so boring. Um, there there aren't any characters that I'm connecting with. Um, it, I I feel like. If you're not a fan person, this one's not going to grab you and pull you in. And the acting has, I have been so unimpressed. There are good child actors out there. Why get one who can't act and she can't. And who was two years too young. Right. And you can see that with her hands. Anybody who's a parent, you look at her hands and like, this isn't a 10 year old. Her hands are not a 10 year old's hands. It's her emotions aren't right. It's. Uh, I gotta say, this is probably my least favorite of any Star Wars shows. I just, I've been so disappointed. Ooh, worse with than it. Boba Fett. I at least had more interest in where they were going. Like, once the acting... Mandalorian showed up. Oh, yeah. Once Mandalorian showed up, yeah, then it got okay. interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I, that was I mean, Mandalorian Man- season 2.5, right? Well, so. if
2: the Mandalorian showed up in this, then it'd be like, ooh, this show would be interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Derek, you and I have talked about where's the drama. We know all these people are going to live, except, you know, they can kill off a droid. um, Or that one officer. The officer. Yeah. Other than that, there's not much tension with it. Hmm. Um, I felt like the fight scenes are really disappointing. um, And I don't like seeing Obi-Wan as just, oh, he's an old loser. Well, that's boring to watch. And that's been done better in other things.
1: And to me, why did they make such a point of the water getting ready to bust through that door that after you drowned all the stormtroopers, the water, the door starts to give way and the water's getting ready to bust out. But then it never does. So that was a that was a wasted shot, in my opinion
3: yeah all right well I'm gonna disagree mostly with Micah and Derek I'm gonna agree with my girl Kate Shocked. with one exception I'm gonna agree with Micah on the on the actress who's playing Leia I think she's real cute and I kind of liked I liked her in the when they first introduced her but she's too young. Um, I have an eight-year-old who looks way older than she does, um, and and so you know, playing a ten-year-old, she's she's just too young. She looks about six. I know she. I think she is eight she was or eight. was eight when they filmed it, right? But she actually looks younger. She looks to me like she's about six years old. So she could have played younger, not she's not doing great playing older and i know why they do it they've done it because if they're going to use her later down the road they want her to still look pretty young right at least i'm assuming yeah. that but um but I, I so i don't think she was a she was a great casting although i don't i don't maybe dislike her as much as micah does um but i've been liking this series i i yes it's predictable 100%. I, like I said, I called the whole Lola thing very as soon as they said there was a tracker. I knew what was going on. But I like, um, I like Reva. I like Tala. Um, I like Obi-Wan. Sorry, you guys. I like him as a character, and I like Ewan McGregor playing him. I think he's doing a good job. I have liked the fight scenes. They're not real big. They're not real long, except for the one between Obi-Wan and and um, and Darth Vader, which was kind of long in the you know in the last episode, uh, and nothing actually <laughs> happened <laughs> the, um, except for Obi Wan getting burned. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying this now. Is it as good as Mandalorian season one? No, it's not. Um, is it way better than Boba Fett though? Yes, 100. Um, percent Sorry, even when they brought Mandalorian back onto Boba Fett, I think this is better because that would just Basically, they were just taking over and, you know, we didn't see Boba Fett for like an entire two episodes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm enjoying this. Um I am. Yeah, I'm actually so Steve, I'm disagreeing with you. Your comment that she looks eight. She looks like a third grader. My kid is usually nine. Right. Third third graders are are, are skewed more towards, yeah. Some younger ones are eight uh, or they start this year as as eight and then often are nine. But my kiddo is eight and is a second grader. He's about to finish second grade and she looks younger than my kid, right? Like by like two years, she looks younger than my kid. And my kid looks his age. He doesn't look 10. He doesn't look six. He looks eight. So anyway, uh, but like I said, all in all, I'm enjoying it. But is it the best thing I've ever seen? No, I actually thought the first two episodes were awesome. I think it's gone a little bit downhill in episodes three and four. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we see it pick up again in episodes five and six. Kind of like how we did in Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, although I will say episode four in Boba Fett was where it turned around because that's when the Mandalorian came in. So yeah, but they um, just
3: put a they just put a big old band-aid on it instead of actually making a good show is they like it was like oh no look over here, right? Don't pay any yeah. attention to the man behind the curtain, right? Like <laughs> it was complete and distraction. I,
1: okay. Was anyone else confused with the stormtroopers coming in? Whether Obi Wan was trying to keep the glass from breaking or trying to break the glass initially? I
3: yeah, I thought he was trying to keep it from breaking. but yeah, I he, was, he was, yeah. but
1: I thought he was trying to there was a part there at the beginning where it looked like he could have been trying to break the glass to kill the stormtroopers. So I don't know. Mm. Um Pete says, worse than Boba Fett, Mandalorian saved the show. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Ewan McGregor's acting is the saving grace of this show and keeps me interested enough to a point. I don't like how with the whole his struggles are too struggly, if that makes sense he's trying too hard to show that he's struggling with the f- using the force again it's it's some of the facial expressions are just too much for me
3: i want him so. to be using the force more though i do i will say that like there's a few times where i'm like can't you just jedi mind them right so that you can escape and, detection a few And times. you're really going to
1: tell me in the last 10 years he's it seems like in the last 10 years he's acting like he's never used the force
3: yeah, how You're can how me- can he talk to Qui Gon Jinn if he hasn't exactly. practiced? Who right? Like, think, how does he have enough energy? I still think to show
1: up. I still yeah. think Qui Gon Jinn at least the voice will show up.
3: Yeah, I agree. I just think if if you can commune with a with your dead master, you are still practicing to to some degree. So why can't you Jedi mind trick anybody?
1: Why can't you, and why can't you move a little little stone thing yeah. across the table? Okay, I
4: have a question. Is um. Oh, dang it. What's his name? The voice of Darth Vader.
1: James Earl Jones.
4: Yeah. Is he voicing Vader? Yes. yes. He's
1: voicing it with computer assistance. So, because he doesn't sound like he used to. Like, because he, it does, it's. Close. was
4: like, this doesn't sound right.
1: No, okay. it's him with a little computer assistance. Got it. Right, or okay. a lot of computer assistance.
3: Which is the other big question, uh, elephant in the room question. Why the heck is Hayden Christensen even being listed like listed yeah. as being on the show because he's not you see like him he's not in, in the suit. makeup kind of in the in the in the back box the tank yeah, like I mean he's not you can't you don't hear his voice. he's not in the suit. he's not on the show. Why is he getting any credit for this show?
1: I uh, because he's they needed to bring his name in for the show is why I, 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 I think yeah.
3: But anyone who's actually watching knows he's not really on the show and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with him not being on the show. I don't need him on the show. I've got, I've got, we've got the voice of James Earl Jones.
1: He's not on the show as, he has been in the show a little bit.
3: Right. But we've got James Earl Jones and Ewan McGregor. That's enough A-lists. We don't need any more than that.
1: Hayden Christensen is A-list. Since when?
3: <laughs> well, since Star Wars, since episodes, you know, two and three came out. He Derek,
2: you and almost. I are old. We we didn't get hooked with the the prequels. the The students that I work with, they got hooked with the prequels, and they they love the prequels. And he is Darth Vader to them. And they right. would say, "Awesome, James cool. Earl Jones. Who's
1: that?"
3: Yeah, who's that? I know, right? Uh, that's that's they, a weird part, um, Mike. Because to yeah. me, James <laughs> Earl Jones is Darth
1: Vader. Right, yeah, right. He <laughs> wait he's in that one scene on the mining planet he's so far away we don't even really know that that was him yeah I mean obviously it was but just that that's especially if you're watching on your phone you really don't know if it was him or not
3: he's not in the show I don't care what anybody says he's not in the show what a waste
1: he's not in the show enough to give connection give at least credit to okay
3: I mean he's been burnt to a crisp I don't expect him to be in the show
1: I mean yeah (laughs) Don't, okay. I
3: don't need him. <laughs> so we
1: have two episodes of Obi Wan coming. We still have five episodes of Miss Marvel coming. But next week, we're actually going to go back into the vault again and see something that I have never even watched a little bit of, guys. I've never seen Big Hero Six. What? At all? At what? all? I've never started That's it. So I know who Baymax is from the other different stuff we've seen and like I the commercials and stuff. <laughs> I have never seen big hero six. So this is going to be a new experience for me. Uh, part of so, the reason we're doing this is a couple of weeks later, uh, there's going to be the Baymax series that comes out. So, which is I think I'm getting the impression that's going to be a lot like Doug days or so shorts showing mm-hmm. him as the medical helping device.
3: So but, you don't, you yeah. definitely don't know who this guy is then because he's not even from the movie. I thought,
1: no, I thought that was from like Life, Secret Life of Pets, or something. I have no, no idea no, who that is. No, no,
3: this is this is Mochi, and he is the cat who is in the Baymax TV series. So he, this is like you, you got to like deep dive into Baymax if you want to know who Mochi is. Yeah, no
1: clue, not a he, clue. He's
3: a he's huh. an important character in that show. Let's just say that. Sure.
1: Uh, Ryan is very excited about the show. He says it's one of its favorites. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to Tim, mean, how would I rate my pain? I guess I'm <laughs> guessing that's another Big Hero Six reference type thing. Yes, yes. If it if it's the pain that I'm experiencing with Obi Wan, it's about a seven and a half. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> if, if, no.
3: If Are you if, satisfied
1: if,
4: with your care? <laughs> Just wait until Baymax t- starts to <laughs> deflate. <laughs> No. That is the funniest part of yes. the entire movie.
1: Yes, it's so good. Sure. Anyway, oh. Oh, <laughs> I mean, guys, I said this is going to be one of those first things where I have literally never seen any of it. So we it. will see how this goes. <gasps> and then in two weeks, we have got a real treat coming up. We have Warren Prowl, who was Ewan McGregor's stand-in on the Obi-Wan series, and he's been Sand People number three, and he's been in lots of other Star Wars series. He's going to be coming on in two weeks, talk to us about his experiences on set, his different interactions with the different characters, and talking about the uh, at least season one finale of Obi-Wan. So that's coming up in two weeks, but next nice. week we have got Big Hero 6,
3: which Are we going to also be talking about Ms. Marvel episode two and Obi wan yes. episode five? Yeah, but we will shorter be hitting, segments.
1: We will be hitting those very, very briefly. Most unless there is something huge that happens, those will probably be about those will be very short segments next week. It will be very different. So, all right, okay. So Pete says it's Marvel. Derek is, yeah, because Baymax is Marvel. Big Hero Six is Marvel, isn't it? No, no. You sure? Yes. Mm-
3: it's not Marvel. It's not Marvel. Uh, it's not
2: Marvel.
1: Okay. I thought for some reason, I thought it was actually a Marvel show. No. Mm-mm. Sam, look it up real quick.
3: I'm going to look it up.
1: Well, at least if it is. Okay. Wow. Well, Big, Big Hero Six is Marvel. Big Hero Six is Marvel 100%. Which side
4: are you on? Get out of here. It's He's not the side one, of the
1: truth. Universe. So <laughs> it's not in the MCU, but I thought
4: it is. It,
3: it appears okay. Big yeah, Hero Six is. is a superhero team appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics and created I by Man of so. Action.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big oh. Hero Six is Marvel. Okay. I, only, the reason I know that is I remember seeing yeah, the, Earth little Marvel, the Marvel, Marvel Big thing Hero Six, it.
3: Earth Six One Six. It says
1: really, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the same? Am I correct? That's the same Earth that all the MCU takes place on. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yet wow. another series that I'm going to have to anyway. So how,
3: how did I not realize that was Marvel? Wow, thanks. No, no Pete, and Marvel. Pete and and yeah. Ryan I and
1: I knew something Marvel that the rest of y'all didn't know. Yeah, which is but
3: it's not MCU. Pete Pete tells us in the comments. Yeah, it's that not it's MCU, not,
1: but yeah. it's Marvel. So, but guys, that's
3: it. Doesn't feel I, like Marvel, Derek. Okay. So you might no, actually
1: I'm, like I'm, it. I yeah, I'm not going to worry about it being Marvel. I'm going to judge it as. A completely independent movie yeah so guys if you have suggestions for other things we should watch please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com and uh, we are on every two at least as of now we are on every Tuesday at 9 eastern 6 pacific we are also available on all major podcasting platforms with that guys we will see you all next week oh before I forget, there is going to be posted a uh, survey coming up on our Facebook page. We're looking at potentially making a few changes to the show, and we want to know what our listeners and our viewers think. So, please, they will be showing up on Facebook. There's one up. There's at least one up now. It was uh, basically your question one. Your questions two and three are also going to be appearing to um, basically, they're probably up now because I think I had them posting at 10 Eastern. So, Please go on there, fill those out, look for those throughout the week. We're going to be asking some different questions about how you liked how'd you like this show compared to what we normally do for series. Please let us know because we're wanting to make this so much better for you or want to make sure we really serve you. With that said, everyone guys, thank you so much for listening and watching us tonight and we will say goodnight, everyone. So bye, guys.
3: Bye. night.
0: Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at plusplatoon.